0: Okay, so let's kick off. Hey, welcome, everybody, to the KLE podcast, and this is Steve and Sean, your hosts, and we are talking, uh, building his church, Um, what is involved in that, what does that look like, and this is just a time of discussion, conversation with uh, Steve and Sean, and uh, we appreciate you being being with us and listening in and uh, hey we want to invite you uh, to pop us your um, questions or um, insights that you'd like to contribute we'd love to hear from you
1: what is your email uh, address steve dot gmail.com now once again it's dot gmail.com <laughs> well that's great steve he's got his
0: uh, email out there and um, mine is sean s-h-a-u-n-p smith at gmail.com so you know either of us please pop us one of your your one of your <laughs> your uh yeah message or your question or uh, your insights that you'd like to comment like you'd like to contribute we'd love to hear from you um, and we can include it in our time together hey so last week we uh, had a, a dive into our launching uh discussion and uh, we started on a whole bunch of things and uh, that i felt like this there's some points here that i'd like to deep dive into and um and one of those being uh, righteousness steve the concept of righteousness and um, right. uh, you know scripture steve,
1: c- i like that is, uh, sorry you said righteousness steve i i like that righteousness steve but, uh, righteous, righteous Steve, man. That's right. Reminds um, yeah. who I am.
0: That, that establishes right straight away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is who I am. There you' are. Well, you know, the concept seems to be a little missing. Oftentimes, not that we we, we don't know it, but I think there's a lot of um, what would we say, a confusion or or a miss uh, or ignorance regarding um, our righteous standing before God and what righteousness is and, and what it means to us right now. Last week when you were speaking, I just thought of a scripture in Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. It says that uh, God made him to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And um, right. so, you know, I thought... It's something that I deal with often, and I think a lot of it, a lot of the um, misknowledge and uh, ignorance in that in this area um, means that, that a lot of believers don't actually move forward in their faith. They get stuck. They, they um, don't know how to approach God. They don't pray effectively.
1: So what's your take on that, Steve? Well, a lot of times, uh, at least the way I was brought up, you know, basically, you're a worm. Uh, you you have to get born again, 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 every week. Uh, yeah. Because there's so you, you, you get taught so much sin consciousness. And uh, yeah. in Hebrews, it talks about that sin was done away <laughs> at the cross. Uh, if yeah. he chooses not to remember it against us anymore, if he if our sins and iniquities, he will remember no more. You, you kind of go, well, if that's the case, I truly am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And there is the, righteousness basically means right standing. I mean, if you just simplify it, it means right standing. Before the cross, of course, we had no right standing unless we could somehow or other fulfill all the law and the prophets and everybody else. But Jesus Christ came to fulfill the law and the prophets, not for us, but as us. So, yeah. like I, I think I said last week, it, it, Jesus Christ did not, did not uh, die for me. He died as me. Uh, he yeah. was not resurrected for me. He was resurrected as me. He did not just bear my, my sickness and disease and sins. And, he did that as me. Uh, so all that stuff was sent to the cross. All that stuff was nailed up there. And then, uh, I think it's in um, where it says he himself bore our sickness and disease also our, our infirmities. Uh, it also says that uh, our sins and iniquities. The word is lombazo or lambano, one of the two, I don't remember which one it is now at this point. But it means simply to put it upon his feet, or put it upon himself and walk away with it. Yeah. So uh, it's not, it's not ours to bear anymore. It's not ours to continually say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just a worm, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, bless God. No, I'm not a sinner. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am not that person anymore. If I'm resurrected in Christ, I'm a whole new creature that never existed before, and here I stand before God, righteous, holy, uh, full of power, full of might, and as he is right now, so are we in this world. So it's a yeah. whole different way of thinking rather than, always trying to, oh God, I'm so sorry I did that. Now I've got to go through this whole process again of of somehow penance and everything else in order to get back into right standing with God when we have that right standing already. Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, you know, is that the, 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 the thing about righteousness is that's what you're saying is that it's a done deal. Um, Correct. Jesus yeah. has already purchased our righteousness, and that's what Second um, Corinthians five seventeen, uh, like the five twenty one says, is that uh, he became sin without right. sin. So, so verse twenty one, I'm reading from the amplified. Yeah, he said he made Christ to new no sin, to to judicially be sin on our behalf. So he stood in hmm. our place. So he right, was in us, way, as yeah. you say, so that in him, we would become the righteousness of God. Right. That is, we would be made acceptable to God and placed in a right relationship with him by his gracious, loving kindness. I think what we right. need to really understand is, is that Jesus didn't come to establish a, a religion where we have to still try and obtain this. It's There's no... Right. Check box that we have to tick off a bunch of things to to establish our righteousness before him as far as God is concerned in the side and perspective of God we are righteous right now as soon as we become a new creature in Christ we become the righteousness of God in Christ
1: isn't that right correct? yes yeah when he looks at us if my life is truly hid uh, in christ or with christ in god uh, which it is i mean if i i guess that i guess the thing that gets me is something i mentioned to you yesterday when we were talking is that first corinthians five i mean not 1 corinthians, galatians five twenty, which is one of my uh favorite verses um i've been crucified with christ nevertheless i live but the life that i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god uh, and I I'd read that, you know, like everybody a thousand times and and just said oh, yeah I gotta have faith in God and and uh, it it doesn't say that and, and one day I was just thinking about how this all operates and He said to me very clearly He said I want you to read that again. So I looked at it again. It says the life that I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God not in so if that's the case, like if I died and I came back to life inside of Sean, which would be a terrible mess right now at this point, <laughs> uh, it, would be, it, it would be like a war inside of you if I tried to continually believe however I believe, you believe how you believe, and we both try to believe together in that same body. It just doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. So if I died and came back to life in Christ, in Christ I'm inside him now I'm dead what good does faith do me my faith does me nothing my my works do me nothing and nothing that I yeah. do does anything but the life that I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of somebody else I live by his yeah. faith if I'm in him so now everything that he is I am cuz I'm in him So if that's the case I'm walking in righteousness I'm walking in holiness I'm walking in power I'm walking in might I'm walking in dominion it's not something I have to try to get or attain I'm already walking in faith and I'm walking by the faith of the Son of God in other words Jesus what do you believe about this situation oh really okay that settles it I mean that's I don't have to try to work up faith I don't have to in fact a couple verses before that it says I've been justified or we've been justified by the faith of Jesus Christ, not in. So yeah. when you think about that, I've been justified by somebody else's faith. Now, the life that I live, I live by his faith. It's just simply a matter of finding out what he believes and agree with it. Yes. And that's all he's ever looking for is somebody to agree with him. <laughs> you know, if well, any two well, of you agree it, on it, earth. Yeah. Yeah. And so just agreeing with him. Uh, cause he looks, even he said the this covenant I've sworn by myself, cause there is no great greater. He looks for somebody to agree with. So he's looking for Christ in you. And once he finds Christ in you, that agreement, it's a done deal. Cause there's any two of you agree. I mean, it's, it's already agreed upon. Not only yeah. is it spoken and not only is it written down, but it's, it's, it's agreed upon. So it's done. And I yeah. guess that's why he might've said it is finished. Yeah. Cause he knew well, that, he would try to, completed
0: Yes, that we would try and and do our own thing on this thing so right right but but, you know that's that that is exactly the point I mean just to take a few steps back so righteousness is right standing with God in other words we have a right relationship to approach God
1: um, right boldly come before his throne yes
0: boldly confidently in fact, I'm, look, I'm going right. back a little bit in, in, in Second Corinthians here, and he said, because um, um, verse 17, let me read it all. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is granted in, uh, grafted in, joined to him by faith as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn, renewed. And the old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Verse eighteen, but all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. It's nothing that we did, it's through Christ, right making us right, acceptable right. to him, and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our example we might bring others to him. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but cancelling them. Right. And he has committed to us that message. So you know this is i mean we're talking about building the church and and i think you know for me i, I just think about how the some of the messages i listen to and people are so weakness minded um you right, know is right. that they're constantly trying to please god trying to uh right. affirm their salvation affirm the fact that they have right standing with god because maybe god is mad at them maybe god's judging them maybe Maybe they haven't right. been good enough or haven't attended enough meetings, etc, etc. And, and, uh, right. And so, but this is exactly then this weakness mindedness that doesn't give them confidence to actually stand as kingdom citizens and as as, right. as funds of the kingdom uh, to actually right, right. take their inheritance that God's given them. Isn't that right?
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, like it says, he, he wiped out. He wiped out Mm. the transgression against or it wiped out that uh, what it was, you just read it, he wiped that out towards us, or then toward us. And uh, it's no longer even there. I mean, the judgment that was against us is wiped out. And so as we stand before him stand before that throne, we're not, we're not judged. That's, that's the cool thing that, you know, the, the the foundational principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ, you know, the last, the last couple that are intertwined together, resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And it says, uh, moving on from here, if we can, you know, but, but therefore you now need some, anyway. That the last two that are joined together there is resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. In simplicity, if I'm resurrected from the dead, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. If I'm indeed a new creature, what is the eternal judgment now toward me? What is the eternal judgment concerning me? Yeah. The eternal judgment is I stand or Christ stands before the father as me. And he looks and he sees Christ and he sees what Christ did. He doesn't see the 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 uh, transgressions that are written against me he didn't see all that stuff in fact that whole slate has been wiped clean because i'm a new creature in christ jesus and now i stand before him clean holy righteous and i don't he doesn't see all that stuff anymore he sees christ he sees what he did on our behalf and so it's not anymore that all that stuff that we've always carried around with us in fact it says Beholding, as it were, in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, I'm changing that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. uh, I always thought the glory of the Lord was like a lamp that was shining behind me somewhere. And as I looked into the mirror, I could see this lamp shining, you know, this beautiful shining thing. And I'm going, that's what I want. But as I look in the mirror, all I see is my my face, you know, my blemishes, my shortcomings, my failures, my whatever. And he says, you know, I, I'm wanting, as it says in James, beholding your own natural face, the word natural there is the word Genesis. So I'm beholding what God began in my life, what he brought, what he spoke into being. And as I behold that, as I behold my own natural face, even in the mirror, I look at that. And if I behold glory, which it says I am now. Yeah. I am the glory of God. <laughs> That's yeah, how he exactly. sees me. Exactly. If I behold that it says I'm changed into that same image, from yeah. glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. And all I did was behold. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything else. But I just saw what he truly believed. I saw yeah. what he truly did. I saw that it was a finished work and I was I'm now complete in him. It's not something I've got to do. So the the eternal judgment then toward me is thou art holy. Thou art righteous. Thou art complete in me. Thou art whole. Thou art delivered. Thou, you know, for whatever it is, let there be light. So I'm sending you you know, I'm sending I'm sending you as a light now into the world to bring this same message of freedom and liberty to a nation that is dark that needs to hear my voice once again. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, it, you know, that's the thing is we've got to renew our mind in 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 the 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 this fact that is already established. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's of course that's why we've got to go to the scriptures and renew our mind. You know, these these are things that I've right. listened, you know gone over over and over the past past thirty nine forty years, just over and over and over again. Because, um, you know, it's like I I preached to the church one day because I saw that that people just constantly you know leaders are constantly preaching at people and saying. You better change. You're not good enough. You better sort out the right. behavior. You you better change. Change. And I'm thinking they can't change unless they know where the change comes from. You know the change oh, yeah. starts from the inner man. And and the thing about it is is that righteousness or justification is would be another term to that. Right. Is that right. It's it's not a feeling. It's it's something that we've got to know. And from that begins the change. Right. Um, I, I'm just looking at a scripture here, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, and he says, and such were some of you, obviously, before you believed, but you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ, you were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy, Just that's what he was saying, and you were justified, right. declared free of guilt in the name of the right. Lord
1: Jesus Christ. Right, 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 And right. In yeah. the
0: spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. So the source of our changed behavior is the fact of what Jesus did for us, not in us being able to do it. Um, Another scripture that I I just looked at, and he says, "Yet we know that a man is not justified or made righteous or placed in right standing with God by works of the law, but only through faith in Christ Jesus." And that's all. You know, it's it's the only thing that is required of us is faith. And yet, that's the one thing we don't do. We constantly, you know, and I think sometimes it's just because we're trying to get people to do things that we want them to do instead of allowing them to find their source in what God has made them to be.
1: Right, and part of that is too, is that uh, you know, if if people are having a struggle, uh, like with healing, deliverance, uh, with uh, righteousness, consciousness, with whatever we constantly point them back to faith, you know, without faith, bless God, it's impossible to, you know, please him. Yeah. And uh, you just don't have enough faith. Uh, you know, so you better go get more faith. The problem is, is we've always viewed faith as a verb. Uh, it's something yeah. you've got to do. But yeah. faith is faith is never used as a verb throughout the whole Bible. Right? did you know that? It's used as a noun. What yeah. a noun is a person, place, or thing. It's a place that you view life from. It's not a decision yeah. that you have to make. It's a place from which you make all your decisions. It's a place right. in life that you are at, that you see everything from, and because of that, then you live your life from. It's not, it's not a something you try to attain or try to get to. It's something yeah. that that you're. It's a place that you're at in Christ. Uh, so it's a person and a place, basically. Uh right. You know, I I now see things from the perspective where he's at. Yes. Uh, I'm seated with him already, uh, as he is right now. So am I in this world. I mean, it's a whole different. Uh, it's I, and faith. I, I've heard so many people always say, well, you know, I'm I I've, I'm believing I'm believing for my miracle. I'm believing for you know when I get holy. I'm believing for my healing. I'm believing for this. I'm believing for this. No, honestly, you're probably not. You probably really don't have faith toward that. You probably are trying to believe something, but the problem is faith is the substance. It is the evidence already. It's already the evidence. It's already the substance. Faith is that. So why am I looking for a manifestation of it when I've already got it? If I'm in faith, I've got it. It's not It is. It is evidence. It is the proof. I'm not looking for more proof. I'm not looking for some doctor to say, okay, now you're healed. It is the I'm already hopeful. Yeah, yeah. It's a fact. Yeah. It so it's already substance and evidence. I don't need to have it proved to me any further. So, you know, waiting for the manifestation of this, that or the other thing, whether it be healing, righteousness, deliverance, whatever. No, I am that. Yeah, it's a whole different perspective. It's a, it's a place it's now living by the faith of the Son of God who died the and gave God. himself yeah. for me. Yeah. Yes. So it's a totally different position. It's that position of faith. Yeah. So, yep. uh, and you can't attain it. You can't work it up. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, and the word word there is rhema, of course, It simply means to open the mouth and just speak something or to utter it. And yes. God uttered this thousands of years ago but so you know it's uh, faith cometh by that hearing that that totally openness of heart because it says in hearing they won't hear and then you know in seeing they won't see but let's let's open our ears and, and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying like it says in Revelation to the churches <laughs> you know, let's, yeah let's listen yeah. to what he's saying because this is who this is who we are uh, it's interesting yeah. as the as church or as a Savior, uh, I think I said this last time, I'm not sure, but um, um, Savior is the word soter. Mm. It's interesting that the female uh, version of that is the word soteria, which means salvation. Yes. Now, wherever the soter is, his wife is or his bride is who is salvation. Yeah. So wherever he shows up, she is the express image or she is the manifestation of it, or she is the uh, reflection of that reflection of who he is, uh, wherever he goes. And the funny thing about that is, is we are that bride, whoever he is, we're the reflection of that here on the earth, we are that to bring that salvation and to show it to the earth, and to demonstrate that. And uh, it's exciting, it's exciting to me, because it says I think it's in first Corinthians five, it says there, are as a bee, um, so many different types of of light or so many different types of glory upon the earth. You know, the sun has a certain type of glory, the moon has another type of glory, Uh, you know, the stars have a different type of glory, but each one has their own glory. And, uh, uh, you know, the celestial bodies and the heavenly bodies, you know, like mine, my heavenly body. Uh, But anyway, at least that's what my wife says. (laughs) I've got a (laughs) heavenly body. But anyway, uh, as we're looking at this, <laughs> As we're looking at the different glory of things, it says that he whom he whom he's justified, he is also glorified. Am I waiting till I get a glorified body to walk? No, he says, if I'm justified, I'm already glorified. Yes. I'm already walking in glory. the The problem is we don't believe it. And in in uh, Genesis it says that he made. There's a different glory of the sun, a different glory of the moon, different glory of the stars, stars. Okay. He made the sun to rule the day, and he made the the moon to rule the night. So Jesus Christ said, while I'm yet with you, it is still day, right? While I'm yet with you, it's still day. But it comes a time when night cometh, when I'm going to leave, and no man can work. Night comes, no man can work. I'm leaving you. While I'm here with you. It's still day. But night comes when no man can work. You cannot work this. You cannot do this. You cannot accomplish this in and of yourself. What is the lesser light that he says he created in uh, in Genesis? The moon, the moon. Yeah, right. How does Mm -hmm. the moon have light? It reflects Yeah, that's all it does is reflect the glory of the sun to the degree in which I reflect the glory of the sun is the degree in which I rule the night. Yeah. Yeah. So my light so shines before all the world and it rules the night. It rules the darkness. There is no work that I can do. There is no light in and of myself. All I do is reflect the glory of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it says that whom he justified, he also glorified. I am that light on in the world yeah. right now. You yeah. are lights of the world, it says. So yeah. and here, we're still trying to get there. Why are we still trying to get there? Because we really don't. That word has been stolen from us. Well, it has. I, and I mean, that's the thing. And it's been reduced to some kind of an emotional experience. And um, right, and uh, right,
0: you know, we, we, we've got to understand that it's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. Righteousness is an established legal fact that Jesus obtained for us by becoming our sin for us and and through him God has made us righteous so we don't have to try and and get a feeling because again you know that's the thing is we sit under that kind of teaching under that kind of preaching where you know we're made to feel not good enough and not um, uh, like you know you know, like we're trying to attain something still, and you, nothing, no law can attain righteousness. I mean, Romans makes that very clear. Paul writes right. about that, and he says, you cannot attain this by living the law, and that was why the law was done away with. It was actually, the law came to reveal the, the, the lack of righteousness or right standing before right. God. And so right. we, you know, we've been—we're not slaves of the law anymore. We're slaves of righteousness, and right. and uh, that's what he says in in Romans chapter six. So we have to we have to come to the place where we actually actually believe this, you know. And but that's a mindset, right. like you were saying, is we've got to get to this mindset that that you know, I'm not trying to obtain it. I am that i have that i'm established in that now from that the more i'm renewed in that the more i'm convinced of that the more i'm persuaded in that the more i walk in the consciousness of the fact that i am the righteousness of god in christ the more i begin to change in my behavior the thing about it is, is if we you know it's like if we can inspect the fruit on the tree we can uh condemn we can judge we can criticize we can take all the fruit off the tree you know if if i've got a pear tree but i want an apple tree it doesn't matter how many pears i take off it'll never become an apple tree it's got to change at the root of things and the root is how how we relate to god how we relate to our father you know as, as sons and daughters of god we that's right. the thing with this Christian mentality and I I know I'm, yeah, I'm going to touch something but we, we, we you know Christian <laughs> the word Christian was only used once in the whole Bible and it was used yeah. critically of the people that that were were in that were the church in Antioch they they right. were criticized as Christians and we've made a whole religion out of Christianity right. and this Christianity you know concept is that now we have to try and conform to something to be something. But we are right. that. We are sons right. and daughters of God. We've been accepted in the beloved. We are established in him. We we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Now we live it out with with that relationship to our Father, not a Christian relationship to a God out there somewhere. You know, we're going back to right. that right. concept that we need mediators. People telling us, right. you know, what we need to change in our lives before we are good enough. We, we've got to, you know, right. we have to change that mentality.
1: Yeah, I went on. Uh, we went on a trip here a while ago. Excuse um, me. Uh, up to, uh, up to Seattle, uh, Washington, mm-hmm. from, from down here in Texas, and uh, uh, all along the way, we had stopped and we visited different people that. Uh, Um, that we had known over the years, you know, over the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years. (laughs) And uh, uh, the the main theme that I heard from everybody, I mean, it was just about without fail, what they said was they felt disqualified. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Yes. And somehow they missed that qualifier. They missed They're still looking for something that will qualify them. And because they have done this or that, or because there's no way anymore they can do enough to get qualified. They can't, they can't seem. And this is like, I've known some of these people for over 30 years, you know, and, and now they're still struggling with qualification to be qualified. Right. And, uh, you know, whom he has justified, dare I say he's qualified you know, because he's glorified them. I mean, it's not it's not that he's looking for a set of performance rules that that all of a sudden he Okay, now you're qualified because no, the simple thing is, I sent you. Yeah, that's it. I did, I did what I did. And now I'm sending you all authority in heaven and earth been given unto me. Now you go. I that's Yeah, that's your qualification right there is because you were sent. By the yeah. Son of the Living God,
0: that's
1: by right. the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you were yeah. sent. That's your qualification. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And and it doesn't disqualify. You, you know. Hey, we're not condoning a unrighteous life. No, I mean that's not what we're condoning. The fact of the matter is what we're saying is is the emphasis is wrong, is that if we're constantly focused on the lifestyle and the behavior right. and trying to change people's behavior without them, you know, it's, it's, it's like if you adopt a child into your family, you know, you can, you can try and conform them to family life. But until they right. get a sense of belonging that I actually am part of this family, that I that I'm a child in this family, I'm a son of my mom and dad, you are my parents, regardless of biological origin, if they don't have that identity, that they they can approach you, because they will always think the other children have greater privilege than themselves, so they never feel qualified So now, they work at trying to be accepted, trying to be approved, trying to be noticed, try to get, you know, some kind of uh, attention in the whole process, so, so their behavior begins to reflect that. But once they established in the fact that, you, you know, you are, you have been accepted, you are part of this family, you are our child, it doesn't matter where you come from in, in the birth origin, you are right now as as much a child as anybody in this household you have access to the fridge, access to the bedroom, <laughs> access to to uh, the cupboards. You know, then suddenly right. that begins to change. And I always, I mean, I, when I when I talk to people, I've I've spoken to a number of of um, parents and couples, you know, who who have sort of um, sometimes what's the, not adopted when they foster foster a a child. Um, you know it's sometimes they have real difficulties and i said your difficulty with the child is identity they they right. don't feel like they have identity they they don't understand their place and you've got to give them identity and that identity gives them security gives them Gives them confidence. Gives them a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Gives them a righteous-mindedness. You know, so I have a right, right standing here. I belong here. A belonging-mindedness, right. acceptance, unconditional acceptance. You know, and and because then you can work on the behavior. But if you're trying to, you know, get them to conform to something when when deep down they 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 don't feel good enough. They feel unqualified. They don't feel like they're accepted,
1: you know, then you've got a problem. And Yeah, that's true. Um, I was, uh, I went to a meeting last night with a friend of mine, Glenn Hartline, and he was just talking about the same subject basically, and, and he was talking about the prodigal son. And um, uh, it was interesting um, how now he didn't bring this part out, but but the word the word child. Um, when it says in, in Galatians that, that you know, you are no longer a child. Um, mm. uh, you, you know, as long as you are a child, you're under tutors and governors, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It basically means adopted, adopted person there. Yeah. A, 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 what, an Adopted the what is we? Adopted, right. A, 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 as an adopted child, it wasn't it wasn't that you're brought in from another place. And now you're trying to become something as an adopted child in the Hebrew culture. um, You were not called in and called a son uh, until you knew how to represent the family name until you knew the heart of the father until you knew um, how to represent him and to become a Ben Ben or Bain, which is a builder of the family name at right. that point then he would bring you before everybody present you to them present you with the family cloak and the family the family ring and everything else and then yes. present you before everybody and and call you out by name and said this is my beloved son in whom yes. i'm well pleased which is interesting right. because uh god did that uh he uh, jesus took three people with him up to the mount of transfiguration Well, we call it transfiguration because we thought Jesus was transfigured. But basically what happened was is that, you know, here was Moses and here was here was um, um, Elijah and here was Jesus. And uh, uh, they're all standing there. And, uh, uh, you know, Peter, Peter says, hey, this is a great thing, Lord. Let's just build three churches. You know, and we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have the church of Moses, the church of Elijah, and the church of Jesus Christ over here, you know, if we'll have this, you know, let's build three tabernacles. or just, a, you know, let's, let's tabernacle around this little thing. But yeah. all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah disappeared. But what God said in the midst of us, he said, this is my son, hear ye him. Now, was he talking to Peter and the other two? He was actually, he was actually presenting him before the law and the prophets, saying, this is the way it's going to be from now on. This is my son. He's come to maturity. He's no longer a child. He's no longer that adopted thing. This is my son. Hear ye him. And he presents them before the law and the prophets. And at that point, the law and the prophets are satisfied. Boom. They're no longer there and there that he stand, Jesus Christ is standing in front of the disciples. And I'm going, this is the transfiguration we need in our own hearts to realize that the law is gone or fulfilled. The prophets are fulfilled. It's no longer having to do things by prophecy of the old or by the law of the old, I am fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And so now this is the transfiguration that goes in my own heart. So that now I'm not just no longer a child. Uh, I remember one time I woke up in the morning and I said, Father, it's great to be here with you. I just really, you know, I'm looking forward to today, what you want me to do. He says, I never wanted you to do anything. I just want you to be and to be with me. He says, yeah. for a servant knoweth not what his master doeth, but I call you a friend. For everything that the Father has made known unto me, I have now made known unto you. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, you, all your life you've been a servant. You've been trying to perform for me. You've been trying to. And then he took me straight over to Galatians in my in my heart. And he said, uh, The, the uh, child differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, uh, but is under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father. And I thought, oh, God, I'm under tutors and governors again until the appointed time. You know, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, I've got to go back through all this all over again. He says, no, read the next verse i had to go look it up because i couldn't yeah. remember it yes. and at the very next verse says <laughs> you know even though it says that you've been under tutors and governors until you but now are you sons of god yes exactly Exactly. So now am I a son of God? It's not that I have to go yeah. back to the two, tut- as long as I'm, I'm thinking like a child, and I think I have to serve and I think I have to do something to qualify myself or to please or to do whatever. As long as I think like a child and don't understand my father in his heart and his ways. Yeah, I'm going to be under tutors and governors and the law was right. part of those tutors and governors. But right. I am now no longer that I'm a son. Yes, exactly. And since I'm a son, I'm an heir. And boy, that set me free from a lot of stuff because I've been performance-oriented most of my life. Yes. No, that's exactly right. Well, that
0: brings me to I think next week's um, topic uh, is just on (laughs) on that on that whole concept of um, we were under tutors and governors, but now we are a son, and uh, I think that's foundational to to everything. I'd like to sort of just right. close off this with, with um, a scripture from, um, let me just see. Um,
1: find, a, find a good one, Sean.
0: Yeah, I'm looking for the good ones, man. <laughs> 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 now, is that, uh, yeah man, where is it? Oh, when you were slaves to sin, you were free in regard to righteousness, you had no desire to conform to God's will. But, wow. but yeah. in, in, verse, in t- chapter six, verse 18, he says, and having been set free from sin, I uh, do no, no, that's not the one. Wow. Was, uh, well,
1: but having one. been
0: set free from sin, you have become the slaves of righteousness. Righteousness. And, and, then, and then he says, um, uh, I, in verse 19, he says, I'm speaking in familiar human terms because of your natural limitations, your spiritual immaturity. For just as you presented your bodily members as slaves to impurity and moral lawlessness leading to further lawlessness, so now, offer your members, your abilities, your talents as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification that's being set apart for God's purpose. So, submit your life, you submit uh, to what he's already done for you, and, right, and right. then you begin to experience that change in, in, in your life. You know, don't, don't focus on the, you know, the things that you're getting wrong. You have an advocate right. with the Father. Jesus is, is doing it for you. Begin to have right. the right mindset, the right consciousness, which is the fact that I'm established and identified yeah. with who He is and what He has done, and that makes me the, the glory. In our life and... See
1: the glory in the mirror. Exactly.
0: Yes. First, yeah. see who He is and what He's done, and how right. you begin to reflect that in your life and in, in in your world, you know, that's what people are looking for. In fact, I think I think it's, that's the good news. You know, is that right. hey, uh, You know, you don't have to establish this, you are it you have that right. because it's produced by faith in what Jesus has done and is today right. for you. So, so that's where we, we need to be established in that, you know, so, all right, right wonderful. That was a, I mean, I, I think this is you know, we could probably talk about this for, for uh, many, many hours because this is such a vital, vital aspect of the whole um, concept of, not concept, but the whole mentality of of what right. it is to be a victorious, successful believer, you know? Right. So, um, so and I'm, I'm sure we will visit more on this area again and, and talk about this some more. So, but next week I'd really like to pick up on 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 the concept that um, last point that you made about um, uh, I was under tutors and governors, but now I am. Right. Done. So we right. can pick that up last time. Steve, thanks again for your time, brother. Well, thank you, John. It. And, and uh, look forward to I look forward to these conversations, man. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> it's really fun. It's really fun. We preach
1: to each other, man. We preach to each other. That's right. That's right. I noticed we started getting louder and louder as we went on. Yes, ah! <laughs> we get all, get all
0: excited about this. But, hey, you know, if we've we got nothing else, we've got passion, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're so excited about these things. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Steve, love you, brother, and uh, we'll talk to you, to you next time. All right, man. All right. Catch See you later. Then. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ben. Bye.